Are you ready to begin? I am. Hello. <laughs> this is Sad Girl Syllabus, a commentary on media through the ages. Each season, we have a new syllabus to dive into. I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. And we are two girls. Too sad. Woohoo. <laughs> Let's jump into the syllabus. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah. It's not. Um, so to introduce, wow, it's not our regular season. We're doing something a little different here. We're doing a interlude, a girl boss interlude. <laughs> it is March, 2022, which is also International Women's History Month. So it's only fitting to do the girl boss interlude. Oh, for sure. This month. Um, these next few episodes are... Um, semi-participatory <laughs> and we hope you guys will join us in our little watch party but mm -hmm. honestly if you know one could listen to this these episodes as one does normally with podcasts where you just hit play and you know we're entertaining enough that our commentary is like good on its it's good content on its own <laughs> um but you say so ourselves <laughs> <laughs> um but uh we okay so yeah in honor of women's history month <laughs> um i can only imagine that that's uh why hulu did this but hulu uh um has released their newest biopic series um the dropout which is about our fave elizabeth holmes back on the podcast again elizabeth holmes <laughs> we love her uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're going to mary and i are going to be doing a little watch party um right now we're gonna we're gonna watch um the dropout and add some commentary because yeah. this is this podcast is a commentary anyway so if you want to um join us we'll tell you when to press play um should we talk a little bit more about girl boss interlude thematically yeah i think so yeah girl bossing Girl bosses and sad girls sort of go hand in hand. I mean, maybe, you know, um, maybe they do, maybe they don't. That's what we're trying to figure out. That's our mm -hmm. um, question, our research question for this series, this season. Yeah, last season, Bethany posited the question. Um, <laughs> if you live too long. Live too long enough to see yourself become, uh, you either die a sad girl or live too long enough to see yourself become a girl boss. Um, and, <laughs> and that's our research question. That's, is it, I would say, I think the sad girls that we're going to be talking about during this interlude, and these are going to be watch parties for the most part, because we are currently in a bevy of sad girl scammer um shows and movies right now coming out mm -hmm. um i do think all at least from what i've seen all of this media posits that the girl boss the girl boss scammer in her heart of hearts is a sad girl yep and i you know that might not be true but they want you to think yep yeah 
Yeah. There's a lot of positioning, um, in the, well, it's, yeah, there's a lot of positioning of these scammers as sad girls in these biopics that spend a lot of time, um, going into their like history, like pre, um, pre girl boss era, Uh you know, their personal, their personal girl boss eras. And yeah, there's just a lot of, um, like trying to get to the bottom of these women and um and it does seem like the sad girl archetype is like a recurring theme and but yeah you make a good point of like it might not be true because like there's there's something that is a little bit like shady going on there to say like that you know denigrates the identity of the sad girl you know like anyway whatever don't come for the sad girl don't you dare use her name in vain. Um, <laughs> I would say, I mean, some of the sad girlness is coming out in the teenage depictions or very young mm-hmm. adult depictions of these people. Um, and I think that's a time where most people are sad girls. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> to some extent. I mean, that's a humanizing thing. They're trying to humanize these yeah. people who are sort of in some regards like very outside the norms of what people think they can do or get away with what other people think is acceptable. Um, and they're hard to empathize with, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, mm-hmm. and the sad girl is not so hard. And, but I also have to, this is a very like second wave feminism thing. I also have to, um, ask this question though, too, is like, okay, let's like ask this question of the other gender yeah and um or the other end of the the spectrum and say like when people are doing biopics or they're they're creating these profiles of like male serial killers or not to say I mean I don't I'm not trying to like (laughs) we could watch monster in this if we want she is a sad girl that is for sure (laughs) um I'm not trying to say that, like, I'm not trying to, to, you know, put on equal footing, like us, like Elizabeth Holmes and a, and a serial killer. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, not the same, not the same. However, this like sort of uh, uh, asking the question, like positing, like, well, what happened? What went wrong? Let's try to like right. delve into their past and, and whatever. And for dudes, like it's, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there, I was going to say for men, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, uh, speculation on their emotions. Like it, it seems like, uh, but that might not be true necessarily. That's a good question. I'm, I'm thinking about particularly, um, movies based on real people but also ones that have them in a business and corrupt business role, which there are a lot of movies with a male lead Mm -hmm. in that role. So Wolf of Wall Street. That's better than a serial killer. That's, uh, yeah, that's like. (laughs) I mean, I like the serial killer though. Kind of, I see the, I see the comparisons. Um, such a dumb thing for me to say no yeah that's like wolf of wall street um not gonna just name scorsese movies let's think of another one (laughs) 
in case actually y'all didn't um, know Mary's obsessed with Marty. Yes, sorry. Uh, the uh, fuck. Oh my god. Oh no. What's his goddamn name? (laughs) Dick Cheney movie. Uh Um, again, a lot of Scorsese actions just keep coming to mind. And they give motive, obviously. They give emotional motive. But a lot of it is like, well, what did you expect? You know, like, this is what society Mm -hmm. has formed. Mm -hmm. Like, the Dick Cheney one, it's not like they give him a particularly sad background. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, like, maybe he didn't get all of the advantages in life. But he's also a fucking shit bag like yeah yeah and that's the movie yeah um like they have allowed these things they they have willingly maybe not totally consciously but willingly taken on corruption they've Mm -hmm. been corrupted to get what they want right Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes the dropout Maybe not, but some of these movies, it almost wants to pause it. Well, they didn't really know. Like these women really didn't know how how bad. Or like, did they know? Like, hmm. And it's like, even if they didn't, they still did it. They still, yeah, yeah. That's sort of like, okay, hint, hint uh, at the the other scammer that we're going to profile. But that's sort of, that's like the whole, that was the whole Anna Delvey legal case. Right. Is that like trying to play up her ignorance? Right. And like, yeah. Um, and she and she wants to be Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. status of like, no, I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And was like playing with money um, and power. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that I also have a lot of questions about the purpose of um, positioning like the sad girl history in these Mm -hmm. people in um and and like what's what's the purpose of like trying to make them seem like a sad girl and um is there like do these narratives tend to through these mini series and biopics these mythologies of these women if you will um are they positioning them as sad girls to sort of like what what's the implication there are they are they making them into sad girls to sort of say like, um, like, oh, she just needs a man or like a partner or is that, is that implication there? I don't necessarily think so. Um, I think it's deeper than that. Sometimes I even think that like, especially with Elizabeth Holmes, but we have yet to, we have yet to see that because it's a, it's a series that is unfolding. Um, there's only three episodes out right now, but like, I also wonder if people are, these mythologies are sort of like saying um, these women are trying too hard to be men. And so, and like, they should just, um, and, and like, they're, yeah, they're trying too hard to be men. They need to like fall back and be women kind of thing. Yeah. They are trying to kill the sad girl, let the man be born. Yeah. Um, Inside of you are two wolves. (laughs) One is a sad girl. One is Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, it's perfect, Bethany. Uh, <laughs> I just quoted Game of Thrones, so 
Uh, <laughs> or paraphrase, I don't think I got it right. Uh, I think that's a great, I think that is a great question. I do think, yeah, there is this, there is a lot of moralizing going on in all those shows. From yeah. what I've seen, a little bit less in the dropout than in other things, but it's impossible, I think, to not tell these stories and not. Um, yeah, some moralizing. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely think there's like a lot of, well, she should have not. Here's the, here's the line that she crossed. This is where she crosses the line, you know, and mm-hmm. had she instead gone this other path, maybe things would have been different, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely think you see that in the dropout and the other path is not as masculine or like not as traditionally, right? Like these male tech CEO bros mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. avoiding that, which I have to say, I think is probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it also means you're not getting success in that world. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's just, you know, like, I think that's the crux of the dropout, right? Is either she gets the money or she doesn't. And right. how can she get the money? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's what's interesting about Elizabeth Holmes, this thought just sort of came to me now, like, people are so I watched the 2020 documentary that I guess, well, okay, Elizabeth Holmes is like, there's endless content on her. Um, And the trial provided a lot more of just weird, weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, so first there was so the dropout on Hulu, this series is based on an investigative podcast called The Dropout, which covered her over a series of episodes. And then 2020, the, um, the show, the news show, did uh, an, a special episode that was based, also based on the podcast, <laughs> The Dropout, um, about Elizabeth Holmes. And I was watching that um, like two nights ago, I think. And um, they focused on the voice change. People are obsessed with Elizabeth Holmes' voice change, which like, I mean, how can you not be? That is like, chaotic but I do think that like here's um you know it's in the back of people's minds it's in the back of women's minds for sure um like if Mm -hmm. only I were a man if only I were more mannish if only like the whole notion of a girl boss is a woman trying to become a man um and I like you know I think that it's whether or not every single woman like wants to um cast off her femininity um or whether a woman wants to stay in the feminine like that is always and you know and especially for people um who you know dedicate a lot of their like personal questioning to gender expression it's mm-hmm. like there's always um i think that it's in the back of of many people's minds of like um in living in in a patriarchal society like okay do i want to be a man like am I gonna, or am I gonna like be in femininity or like, am I gonna be, um, like hyper mask, you know, there's all like, now I'm just on a tangent, but (laughs) I think that it's, I think that Elizabeth Holmes actually like acted on that. People are constantly thinking about their own gender expression. I just, you know, like I started out this, this comment with just saying like all women, but I think it's, I think every person on the planet thinks about gender expression at all times. Elizabeth Holmes 
fully acted on it by like lowering the tone of her voice <laughs> and people latch onto that especially in these like mythologizing media people latch onto that to because it gives them an, an excuse to like really investigate that to really like open up that line of questioning of like is she trying to be a man is she like trying to kill the sad girl within (laughs) (laughs) I mean at the very least it makes her seem calculating and fraudulent like that is like okay you know she's not real because she's performing or whatever as if everything you're doing all the time is not some sort of gender gender performance Judith (laughs) You made it onto the pod. Um. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we all, yeah, yeah. Talk about a girl boss. <clears throat> Judith Butler. Girl boss. <laughs> Academia girl boss. Yeah. Um, yeah, such a, such a rich topic. We could, we could go on forever. Um, but yeah, that's what the month of March is for. So <laughs> contemplating <laughs> Oh, contemplating questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Contemplating these questions and also, yeah, celebrating the um, sad girl turned girl boss turned scammer. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're excited to um, bring these episodes to you. We hope that if um, if y'all have the access to platforms like Hulu and Netflix, um, hope that you can participate and watch along with us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Get the free trials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did want to mention that about um um yeah, that is what we do. Yeah. I watched I binged <laughs> no. so many, so many period war dramas last last month on free trials. Um I could only watch Cold Mountain and Last of the Mohicans and Little Women <laughs> via free trials. Um, but I did want to but I did want to make a particular mention of this about like, okay, so I thought that Inventing Anna was going to be a Netflix movie. I thought oh, the yes. dropout was going to be a Hulu movie. I thought all of these were going to be biopics, proper movie biopics about yeah. these women. And what, a what, a, oh, anyway, I, I was going to say what a scam, um, what a scam that it's serious. And I think that it is a scam because as we, as you and I discussed, Mary, um, like a series lasts more than a month so you have to buy yeah if you just want to buy like a month's subscription to hulu like you'd have to buy right in particular like the way they're they're doing this one which is like oh we'll release the first three all at once so you can binge those but then you have to wait for the other ones yeah um and you're gonna have to (laughs) pay for your subscription Yeah, it keeps people locked in. It keeps it gives more incentive for the advertisers and Hulu can charge more because they have more viewers for Hulu can charge more for ads because they have right. more eyes, eyeballs on the ads. Yes. And to note, if you are watching along with us, we're watching with ads, baby. <laughs> so deal with it. <laughs> it's fine. We're going it'll on just, a little long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it'll just be we have even more commentary. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. we can talk during the commercials. That's always <laughs> the best part about watching a movie on TV. I always thought as a young child is that then I can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom break. Talk about it some more. Um, the way that we'll do it is we'll, we'll watch, we're watching the pilot, the episode one of the dropout mm-hmm. and um, 
stay tuned for some more treats and goodies. Yeah, we are. We're going to have some surprises coming up for you soon along alongside the girl boss interlude. Um, some extra special content. Um, never before seen footage. Uh, <laughs> anyways, just keep your eyes peeled for some announcements um, coming from the sad girl syllabus space. <laughs> Our little community. I just thought of a funny meme of like someone like um like that feel when or that face when uh uh a, two podcast hosts mentions extra goodies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um and the surprise is every episode is minted as an NFT. Just kidding. Uh <laughs> That would be a nice little twist, content wow. twist. Um, anyway, yeah. no, that's not that's not it, people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least not yet. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, I guess we'll start. Let's start this up. It's episode one. I'm Fire in that. a hurry. <laughs> you want a cat? One, two, three. Let's play, baby. wow so can we talk about amanda seafried immediately (laughs) (laughs) okay talk about looking like a vampire yes they have made her very pale in this show (laughs) i mean she's already a pale person She's yeah. like kind of a glowing paleness, but she looks very pale in this one. And I would say she did a she does a great job of like wide-eyed, not blinking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um it's kind of perfect in that yeah. way. <laughs> well, and like and again, mythologizing of like this uh like devoid of any sentimentality, devoid of life. <laughs> She's a vampire. <clears throat> Never forget. I, I was, I don't know. Amanda Seyfried's an interesting choice, I guess. Because I feel like I haven't seen her in a lead in almost anything. Um, yeah, yeah. Not for a while, right? But there no, was something, I, wasn't there something recent? Like, it's not. Mama Mia. And on Les Mis. <laughs> Yeah, Les Mis. But I feel like there was something after Les Mis. I, I can't remember, but maybe I was just like watching something that was actually old, but it had Amanda mm-hmm. Seyfried in it. <laughs> I do love Amanda Seyfried and Veronica Mars <laughs> as the dead best friend. She's <laughs> great as a ghost. Again, the paleness. Uh, <laughs> but I do like this beginning, right? You're yeah. seeing her through the testimony. Then you're seeing her at the peak of Theranos when she's yeah. being interviewed, when she's on the cover of magazines. And then we go to like maybe a humiliating experience of her childhood. It's which, so it's a formula. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, last person on the track. I've been there. Uh <laughs> 
Me too. <laughs> also a Hallmark sad girl trait. Hallmark sad girl experience is like. <laughs> Not fun. Um, but I think here we're supposed to see that she has a determination and will that doesn't always. That can be almost even will will always push her. She'll yeah. always keep pushing, yeah. but maybe even to the point of hurting herself or like yeah. no reason, right? Being motivated, avoiding humiliation is like the avoiding what she's avoiding kind of. I know, but it in like the, in that weird way of like a, trying to avoid humiliation beyond all cost by not giving up, you also bring it upon yourself. Like right. honestly, in right. like epic yeah. proportions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Oh my God. Oh my God. She looks like a lizard. <laughs> so they also have Amanda Seyfried playing Elizabeth Holmes as like a 17 year old, uh, especially in this first mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that works because while well, Amanda Seyfried looks younger than her age, she um, <laughs> does not look 17. She doesn't know. She does not look 17. However, I did think I did think that she did a really good job because sometimes like again. Oh, my God. OK, perfect example. Florence Pugh as yeah, Amy. Right. And that I had a huge problem with that and a huge problem with like that. Again, I called it virtuosic. I criticized it as like trying to be virtuosic of like, look at Florence Pugh's acting abilities because she can like play an eight year old so well. And she just like ended up doing this weird like mime acting kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and whereas and and I was like okay Florence Pugh cannot be young like she just can't play someone younger than herself she just does not have the talent however I could suspend my disbelief with Amanda here she's not overdoing it which I, I yeah. the Florence Pugh like is playing like a 12 year old or something at like 25 <laughs> right right that's true like, but she does a lot of very comically like oh I'm sad faces and yeah stuff she, yeah was annoying and this yeah yeah. amanda seafried here is a little more subdued i guess yeah (laughs) lol the enron thing oh my god (laughs) Uh, amanda seafried's father has lost his job because he worked at enron another big like moment in her history uh, of and like motivating her to like not fail yes but also not learning any lessons from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah like oh I will just fuck everyone over okay uh <laughs> though I guess I guess actually maybe she did learn the lesson as they show in this is that if you're on top though you don't face any barely face consequences <laughs> you can evade you can evade the consequences right Ew, I can't believe William H. Macy looks like this now. I like yelled. I didn't know he was in this <laughs> this series. I keep saying movie, and it is disturbing. I'm sorry yeah. to say. Like he, I is it? Does he look like this, or or is it like makeup? Is he made to. Look, he looks. He looks crazy. crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! Wait. Uh, yeah. Also, I love that when she's like, "I'm gonna be a billionaire." Like, yeah, that's her dream. <laughs> also, I'd like to help people, but mostly I want to be a billionaire. Uh, and uh, that's, yeah. And just invent a product. 
she always is like, I need to invent something. Yeah, yeah. Ew. But I do love this scene because I do like when teen girls insult grown men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that'd be a nice montage. Teenage girls (laughs) insulting grown men in movies. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, it's, it's like she has the, you know, she's just like, doing what I think a lot of people do (laughs) oh my god the eyes she's doing what a lot of young people do which is like observe and like try to like you know solve problems like I mean I think that I think that as like especially teenagers who are like learning it's such a human that's how how humans learn is to like create is solving problems and like finding trying to find solutions and um and so I think like teenagers can own old people really well because of that (laughs) Because they like are looking at, yeah, it's like the fresh eyes thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're not buying the bullshit sometimes <laughs> or like don't know that they need to be polite. Yeah. In certain yeah. cases. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like example number one, how this movie like specifically writes the Elizabeth Holmes character as like possibly autist and like not knowing, can't read social cues. That's says true. what she wants. Yeah, they time. never they never say it except to say like so she does literally say like she doesn't have emotions like she says normal people or or something along those lines. But yeah, like not reading social cues, um, reacting differently than expected mm-hmm. um, in some aspects or different than people expect her to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, yeah, obviously they're, I feel like they're trying to make you couch diagnose it, you know? Yeah. Like they're yeah. never obviously not going to say it because as far as we know, she doesn't have that diagnosis. Um, but that is like a major undercurrent, I feel like. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And um, is like, I don't know. Is that like a scapegoat? Is that part of this uh, storytelling part of this, like mythologizing to be like, well, and again, like, well, she didn't know, like, she just, she doesn't have, she can't read emotions and like, she doesn't know how to act. Right. Like, or are they just depicting her? Oh yeah. yeah. As she's trying to comfort her father, who's crying. Which is a whole other thing too, about like the dad uh <laughs> yeah um the dad like her watching her dad and I feel like there's a you, you could read into it of like this like she's watching her dad be emasculated and again mm-hmm. as someone who like wants to be a part of a boys club wants to like be a boss and she and like also wanting to avoid humiliation avoid emascu- avoid emasculation I think that that's playing playing out here with her dad you know it's interesting I- I think about like, yeah, like she has Steve Jobs poster on her wall, (laughs) but, um, and, and what you just said is like, at this point, I don't think she realizes like exactly what she's trying to avoid. Yeah. Like those, the idea of emasculation, um, 
But I remember feeling that way as a teenager, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that like what I was trying to avoid was like, like weirdly, like being a woman is basically what I was trying mm, to yeah. avoid, like being seen as womanly. Yeah. Um, uh, and she also has the waspiest parents in the world. I know. Just the waspiest. <laughs> the mom. The mom, like, affection with criticism in one, like, fell swoop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is Hallmark Pretty wasp. Much, yeah, every line, I feel like. It's, like, <laughs> both negative and positive. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I think that's another... Um, I haven't picked anybody out. Yeah. I feel like everything, everything that they've written about her, that they've written into her is like to just drive home. Like she's autistic. And, and oh. also with like the, the dancing thing too, like making sure to put that in as like a, um, getting out the energy through physical movement kind of thing. Cause like there hmm. are multiple scenes where she's, where she's dancing to, um, to release stress or tension. Right. is also a wasp like um yeah trademark of having private conversations in front of other people and pretending (laughs) that we're like just because you lower your voice means does not mean that person can't hear you i know totally it's because they're like providing a service for you they all of a sudden can't hear you yeah oh her blood is being drawn a pivotal big moment moment. (laughs) Uh oh she hates it everybody hates it her mom can't even stay in the room because everyone hates getting their blood drawn nice got caught up sorry uh (laughs) yeah if you're listening to this without watching there will be pauses (laughs) so i want to talk about this show crew this is created by um elizabeth merriweather who and i believe this first that the pilot's directed and written by her um and she is she did uh I think I think it was the No Strings Attached movie. Oh, um, I remember I when like the two same yeah. movies about Friends of like, Benefits. Friends of Benefits, yeah, yeah, came out of the same. Time. She did that, and she also did New Girl. It was interesting. Weird. I was reading writing an old reading an old profile on her, and she is kind of interesting because like both of those everything that she's ever done that's like been picked up had like a different and much more obscene name (laughs) than it ended up with like so like no strings attached was called fuck buddies (laughs) um new girls was called chicks and dicks Um, oh yeah i do remember that i do remember hearing that yeah she did have a tv show idea that didn't go anywhere but it was just called sluts 
Um, <laughs> okay. We're also, okay. There's a lot of music in this show. Sorry, interrupting yeah. my own self. Yeah. Because Steal My Sunshine has come on. Um, and that's also in Pam and Tommy. Oh yeah. You know, there's also something to be said about like the, um, uh, the nostalgia, the pure like nostalgia factor, like they just showed a first gen iPod or maybe second gen iPod. And I, um, and I do think, and like Pam and Tommy is the same way. Like, I think that it's really, um, lucrative to be, uh, to be writing these mythologies, these series on iconic people of the early Mm -hmm. 2000s because of the nostalgia factor because that's what's like being uh idealized romanticized right now when times were simpler yes and like oh look how this came about like yeah it's like a joke or something um but yeah meriwether is uh yeah this is a strange turn yeah directing this yeah I don't really remember new girl I saw some of it I never watched it um I feel like it yeah I feel like it's an interesting role she's actually part of something called the vampire (laughs) what (laughs) vampire it was sort of a joke about these women screenwriters it's like Diablo oh. Cody. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm blanking on so many. Lorena Scarfino, something like that. Mm-hmm. She did Hustlers um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most recently. Uh, and Elizabeth Mayweather. So it was like women screenwriters who were like all of these movies and sh- their big movies and shows were coming out at the same time. Okay. That were very women focused and comedy and da da da. The the imperialism. <laughs> um, in the show, we've just been introduced to Sonny Bawai. Um, who is played by Naveen Andrews, most notably Saeed from Lost. <laughs> they try to make this man look schlubby in this movie, but he is an uh, incredibly handsome dude. Yeah, he's hot. I mean, like he's way hotter than the real Sonny Balwani. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's way, way hotter. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they try to make him look like a dork, but and he's obviously creepy. Obviously, yeah. he's gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Andrews is like a very handsome man, second handsomest man. On loss, first handsomest man is Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude is yeah smoking. Mm-hmm. But Naveen's a close second. Okay, that's the Mary ranking. <laughs> this official sad girl ranking. Yeah, Scorpion, nice. Yeah, they they make him endearing for at least the first episode. Kind of. I mean, like, obviously, it's weird that this what is he supposed to be in his like in his 30s? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's coming on like a (laughs) on like a um, high school trip, early college trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like coming on to this like 18 year old. Like, that's obviously gross. But 
questionable. Right, right. Yeah, that's it's it's questionable, and it's like he's praying. It's he's praying on her. Right, and he noticed, and he he noticed, and he says he's noticed that she's not like other people. She's isolated. She's not gonna really maybe pick up that it's what's happening at first. Yeah, he can sort of dominate her in some instances. Certainly emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes she dominates him, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the domination comes emotionally, maybe. Did I already say that? Like, it's like this emotionally, like, since she's not emo- as emotionally literate. Mm-hmm. Which, that brings me to an, a point that I would like to make is that like a girl can like a girl who doesn't have emotional literacy can still be a sad girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Sad girls are, I mean, they're universal across many aspects. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can be a sad girl. doesn't matter like what, what gender expression you choose. <laughs> I do love the inclusion of the constant wearing of the backpack. <laughs> That's a hundred percent something I would have done at that age as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause man, like you're just like raised in that environment. Like kids don't have purses. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like that's all, you know, like, okay, how else am I going to contain all the things that I'll need when I'm out? Not in the comfort of my own home. Oh, I put on. it in a backpack. <laughs> Busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that they like, I mean, you know, they they focus they focus a lot on this relationship with Sunny. Yeah, they they do. Um, I will say again, like it probably doesn't feel as weird as it was. Because Amanda Seyfried is in her 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, they do focus on it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <sighs> The catalyst. (laughs) Turns out doctors are stupid. (laughs) We should just have robots be doctors. Duh, this solves the whole thing. (laughs) So Sonny is explaining how his dad died. Subtly whoa, dramatic, subtly (laughs) implying that doctors, that the doctors were incompetent. Major plot point (laughs) in the story of Elizabeth Holmes. Uh Uh-oh, also major plot point. I get angry sometimes. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Another major plot point, give me your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> Everything is significant. <laughs> Let's burn this money, baby. <laughs> Everything's a metaphor. It's all significant. The story of Theranos in two minutes. <laughs> They burned money together, and then their fates were sealed. Beautiful. <laughs> Aw. Emotional connection. The oh. sad girl has found a companion. <laughs> sad man. I'm on a okay. commercial and yeah, me too. Some good tunes. Oh my god, Cure Nightly. Okay, what's your commercial? Oh, mine is like a car insurance commercial. Interesting. Mine is a Dior perfume. Wow. No, it's Chanel perfume. Mine I was Cure Nightly. Wow. Oh, I here told- we go. Birth control. You got any of the birth control? Yeah. I'm not getting the birth control. What the fuck am I getting? <laughs> What the fuck is this? We thought we were going to have like insightful commentary during the ads. And now we're just <laughs> talking about the ads. I just oh. got a reality TV. Have you heard of this? I think I have. Yeah. I think I've seen it in other ones. Yeah. Ads, ads are crazy. So I'm getting perfume and birth control. Mary is getting car dealerships, car ads and reality TV. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What does that have to say about the two of us? <laughs> I was getting only the birth control for crazy quite some time. Weird. Weird. Uh-oh. <laughs> Once again, driving home the point, Elizabeth Holmes is not a human. She does Mm-mm. not know how to have sex. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. <laughs> but we are listening to Justin Timberlake back your body. So the song is they're really so bad setting up the vibe mm-hmm. i mean it's a great song but it's also so bad <laughs> it's both oh i didn't realize she was having I, I guess i was like i didn't realize she was having this conversation with sunny like while she was in the bedroom of this other guy <laughs> it's like she's different elizabeth holmes is different hey do you like beer I do. I'm drinking a beer. (laughs) (laughs) So Elizabeth is at Stanford running around being Elizabeth. Literally running. Wait, wait. Literally running. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering if the two of us are lagging. She's running. I see feet. I think I'm ahead of you because my <gasps> ads were shorter than yours. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I'm pausing for a second so we can catch up. Okay. So I think you're only a f- few seconds. Now there's a tree <laughs> running past a tree. Do you is want me to talk- pause? Is she talking to a lady yet? Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, the two ladies are on stage. The two like proto girl bosses. Okay. I'm good. Great. Thanks for bearing with us, listeners. <laughs> hey, these ads are important, you guys. <laughs> I'm an American inventor. consumer. <laughs> oh, yes, inventor. <laughs> um, yeah, proto girl boss. Elizabeth is taking some fierce notes. Twenty twenty two, ayo. Tech is gonna. We're gonna live to see horrors the likes of which we have never seen before. That's what tech has done in twenty twenty two. Millennials. Who's that actress? It's not Patty Lupone. No, it's um. <laughs> looks like Patty Lupone. Uh... You know what I actually so the in the this show as we see with her with this professor it's like Elizabeth is like reaching for the moon like no let me into your graduate level club like research group like da 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 I have to think <laughs> there's like a hundreds of hundreds of Elizabeths at Stanford yeah of course yeah she's not singular no way no I'm and like, also like not even not even just at Stanford. Like I knew women like this in college, like, you know, women are ambitious. They go after what they want. Right. They are trying to get ahead. Yeah. I just was like, they're like, so surprised. They're like, what the heck, man? (laughs) Oh yeah. And I was like, there has to be so many Stanford freshmen like this. Yeah. Let me in. I'm the smartest kid in the world. Wow, labs, products. Science. (laughs) (laughs) It's magic. (laughs) This is like Rory Gilmore. Oh my god, yeah, it totally is. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no, it totally is. She's oh yikes. This is my hot take about the Gilmore girls. <laughs> Rory Gilmore is a faux sad girl. She definitely is a faux sad girl. Yeah, she's she's a sad girl traitor. The straight only... up treacherous. Oh yeah, traitor for sure. Only sad girls. In Gilmore Girls, Emily Gilmore, the grandma, (laughs) and uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Jess. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh oh, Bill Gates, Steve Wozniak, the Steve Wozniak book. The flip phone. Wow. Why why doesn't he have his his blueberry, blackberry? (laughs) Blueberry. (laughs) Yeah, you he would have a blackberry at this time. But he's like hovering it, not next, not like on his ear. He's just hovering it next to his face. Is he afraid of 5G? Is he afraid of 5G 5G. 20 years prior? (laughs) I can't I can't believe I called it a blueberry. Uh, (laughs) It's a blueberry. (laughs) 
too much downtime at her internship. Okay. Also very Rory Gilmore. Yeah. Having an internship. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. Number one red red flag. If you're not sad enough to be like depressed during college summer breaks. Oh, yeah. Then on also, if you have the luxury of like having an internship, not a paid job during college summer breaks, you're not a real sad girl. (laughs) Not to gatekeep, but if you're not sleeping until the last possible moment and then getting up for your job, not a sad girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, Phyllis Gardner. her idol <laughs> phyllis has a fucking family <laughs> elizabeth also is like oh there's framed photos of family and people in your life what the heck <laughs> oh big blow yes elizabeth is getting told that <clears throat> somehow as an 18-year-old with absolutely no medical <laughs> education. Her device doesn't work. Theoretically. And she's crushed. And bioethically, it also does not work. Because <laughs> people don't want to be diagnosed by a robot. <laughs> She's like, but I am a machine. (laughs) Doctors make mistakes. I don't. She's like, humans are bad. (laughs) Yikes. She's just getting all the blows. Yeah, this actress is like in something. What is the woman who's playing Phyllis Gardner? Oh, yes. Why can't? Okay, let me look this up. (laughs) The Yoda quote. Oh, it's Lori Metcalf. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's like, she's like a Bob Odenkirk. Yes, exactly. She's like in that realm. The way that the way that Amanda Seyfried like awkwardly ran after her, like that's that's another example, prime example of how much better Amanda is at playing like cringy adolescence. Florence mm. Pugh could never. Wow, this is I cannot believe the hate Florence Pugh is getting. I you know I podcast. love Florence Pugh. I love her. I hope to meet her someday when I see her walking down the street because she's, you know, going to be filming in New Mexico pretty soon for the Oppenheimer movie. Okay, well, she's not going to talk to you (laughs) she's going to have heard it. (laughs) She definitely listens. Florence is a sad girl for sure. You can't have a name like Florence and not be sad girl. (laughs) That's that's definitely true. (laughs) 
but yeah, I just, I just, you know, and it's not Florence's fault. You know, Greta Gerwig cast her. Greta Gerwig made that decision. She set her up to fail. Have you heard about Greta's new project? No. Do I, I guess want it's to? been floating around for a long time. It is a Barbie. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I mean, I'm sure the, there is an interesting angle there. I mean, if but it's the not... amount, I don't want it. <laughs> If it's not a remake of Superstar, I don't want it. Oh, Kira Knightley again. I've got another well, ad. I'm still getting the car insurance again. <laughs> it's because I Instagram searched Dior today because I was wanting oh. to see what was up at Paris Fashion Week. So I think that like the fashion brands are coming for me. They know your name. They know your number. Okay, now I have, oh, I have some sort of insurance car insurance oh you got it is yeah oh i have um, i don't know what it's gonna be (laughs) maybe a food oh it's gonna be like oh it's instacart okay (laughs) grammarly nice who has grammarly do you have grammarly you know, I signed up for a free trial of Grammarly once because I think I needed free like trials. Sacrosyllabus is a fan of a free trial. <laughs> we always endorse it. Okay, is yours playing now? Yes. Great. We're synced. <laughs> Listener, if you're not synced, too bad. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> um she if you are just yeah, listening, this guy from um, her TA, what's the, yeah, her TA, he's in Pitch Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is in Pitch Perfect, and now he's talking about acapella on this show. Uh-oh. Whoa, that's some meta crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, wait, is... I love this. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Amanda. Is, oh, Amanda Elizabeth is rehearsing in here. Just like she's at the party. The party is there. And she is in the mirror rehearsing her. her it's so funny. <laughs> the woohoos. Oh, the oh woohoos my are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Elizabeth. Yeah. You got it. Oh, yeah. You're not a lizard in a human suit. You are a (laughs) human sad girl. You know, as someone who has rehearsed many things in the mirror. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, we all have. But maybe not at the party. (laughs) Yeah, at least like, wait, (laughs) or like do it beforehand. Yeah. Uh Oh, something happened. Yeah. How do you feel that this so okay? I'm I mean you're revealed later that she has been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um they don't really go into any detail at all. You don't see anything, you just see her afterwards come into her room and and later like kind of curl up 
in the bed when her mm-hmm. mom comes. Um, how do you feel like this was dealt with? I, well, I was wondering if like they didn't go into it because there's just not a lot of information in real life that's been yeah. revealed about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, true. I mean, I think she has said that this ha- this did happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's like a lot of details. Yeah. And which she might be, I don't know. Well, cause I don't know. People speculate that she's lying about Sunny being abusive, right? Like, I feel like that was a big narrative in the media. Right. Coverage. And we, t- yeah, we, t- like, it was like, yeah. Okay. This is like a Hail Mary or something, right. you know, right. like, of like, that's how it was like portrayed, but it's like, yeah. How, are, how could she be the victim in all of this? I think. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like, um, so I think that maybe a, information about her past life, being a victim, suffering from rape, like, yeah, I feel like it's, she maybe doesn't talk about it or, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sort of like aimlessly speculating, but like, she wouldn't want to have her, vic- like nobody believed her in college. So therefore, mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know it's it's obviously like it's it's complex um for for everyone because you're you're met with speculation um but yeah but then you but then using it as like part of a legal defense too is that's yeah not at all related to it and and yeah and then also she in her scamming she is not the victim. She is the aggressor as like right. a fraudulent scammer, but then also like holds the identity of being a victim potentially. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's um yeah. I I mean it is crazy. I kind of forgot that this is like the state of college sexual assault. Yeah. Like like if you do go forward to the college with anything related to sexual assaults, um, the, I mean, this was happening. It felt like happening left and right when I was in school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where and it was only met with the like, oh, maybe you should leave for a year. Yeah. To the the assailant. Yeah. Um, or nothing at all. Yeah. And just the like, yeah, I. It's almost as if like colleges exist in their own jurisdiction. You know? They definitely, and they definitely do. They operate that way with like, like title nine is an, an incredibly flawed mm. system because then also like for people who are, um, who try to dispute certain like disciplinary action cases, like title nine just like, won't hear you out. It's like, a, um, yeah. It's, it's just an incredibly flawed system because it's like so insulated from the rest of like any kind of uh, law and order yeah. in a municipality or in a state. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a thought. Oh, do you remember the battleground, that documentary movie? No, I don't um, think I saw that. Lady Gaga produced it or the battlefield. No, I think it was battleground battlefield. It was about um, sexual assault on college campuses 
And mm. it came out in like 2017, I think, 2016, produced by Lady Gaga. Um, <laughs> weirdly. Uh, and all about like profiling three different schools that had like major, major high profile um, sexual assault cases uh, and specifically with athletes. And mm. Notre Dame was uh, one of them. <laughs> for a person who was in my class. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, and that whole time, like 2009, 2000, 2012 ish was like, it was, it was, yeah, happening a lot. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I'm on to ads. Me too. Oh, wait. Grammarly, baby. I skipped. Oh, wait, no. <gasps> oh, no. shit. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're fine. We're fine, everybody. This is an exceptionally okay. candid. <laughs> we have thoughts that like trail off because we're like watching. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I'm liking. So I've seen. Obviously, we watched this beforehand. I'm liking it more on the second watch. I feel like, but maybe Me too. I'm just Me too. enjoying talking about it. <laughs> it's fun to commentate. I do love to oh. talk. Oh, is that Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm getting a trailer oh. for some movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I'm, I got a la mer. I'm <laughs> back. Are you back? No, I'm not. Ooh, Sorry, you're going to have to wait 15 seconds. Shit. Um, oh, it's a Michael Bay movie. The, Michael Bay? Yeah, he's still around. What movie? Oh, my God. Ambulance. The L and the A are highlighted. Oh, okay, now I'm back. I have seen that trailer. I didn't know it was Michael Bay. How fucking stupid. The L and the A are highlighted. Oh my God, Yoda sticker. She loves Yoda, everybody. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Last 10 minutes of the first episode. Look, she put on her finger, you guys. <laughs> <gasps> More nostalgic early 2000s music. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh my and God. This... And the Apple, the, the MacBook. Love it. Love to see it. I wanted one of those laptops so bad. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I have a question about the yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Besides the major. Get it? I said, yeah, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> besides the major hit, sir, I didn't really listen to the yeah, yeah, yes a little bit, I think, before my time of understanding what good music was. <laughs> um, do all of their songs have repetition of words and threes <laughs> <laughs> this one does i have not noticed it but and maybe like they maps do. has a lot <laughs> of that i'm sure it's like perfectly curated they were of that time where everything had to be like perfectly branded and packaged That's, that is true karen yeah. man what's karen up to <laughs> okay here we are. Yeah. The invention of the idea. Could She's you be safe at all college. times? 
<laughs> She's renting her office as a 19-year-old. 19 going on 50, am I right? Just kidding. It's more like 19 going on 40. <laughs> 10 years. We'll take that. <laughs> oh, she's so excited. The future yeah. is bright. Wow. Elizabeth. Walk, 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 my winner. See? <laughs> Waspy parents also complaining about the bad neighborhoods. I'm uh, getting lost there. <laughs> oh, wait, now I need to pause. Because I think I'm ahead of you. Oh. She, she's asking for tuition money. Yes. Great. Another extremely waspy moment where it's like, I'm just going to ask my parents to give me money. Right. The, the billionaire playbook. Right. So this is like, this is where I'm confused. It's like, okay, so her dad lost his job during Enron and his stock, right? Like his retirement. Right. Right. Assumably. But they still had college fund money. Yeah for stanford yeah so not feeling so bad about that enron (laughs) (laughs) yeah feel like they well i guess it's like even if he had like clearly they were so rich that like his loss of enron equity was not didn't hit them hard yeah they did this whole thing of like song and dance of like that they'd maybe have to move yeah but then but it doesn't seem like they did they can still get her seed money yeah their friends (laughs) helped them out yeah william h macy helped them (laughs) the creepy troll william h macy yeah (laughs) oh speak of the devil oh she's reading the da vinci code and he's reading the 9-11 commission (laughs) Again, the nostalgia, like the nostalgia factor, so plays such a role. Nostalgia is a character in this series. I know it's a. I think a little bit more tactfully done, or like a little less. Like, I mean, it's in your face, but yeah. it's not like hit you over the head as like the Anna Delphi one. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, is he going to be an adversary? (gasps) An enemy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) East Palo Alto. I didn't is I mean I don't believe anyone when anyone says anything in the Bay Area even at this time was like particularly dangerous but I guess that's true oh 
traumatized. <gasps> Sunny. Her, her knight in shining armor. Yeah, he's like endearing for this first episode and then it just is all downhill from here. Yeah. I guess such is life <laughs> when it comes to Sunny Balwani. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mary and I are so awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I was having some thoughts about like, see, even like, even if like you claim to not have emotions, you can still be a sad girl. Yeah. Like, oh, what an awkward kiss. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, damn. Awkward positioning. There's... Oh. Stop. nice see though this is directed by michael showalter written and created by elizabeth marijuana the first three are directed by michael showalter yeah which is pretty interesting okay i'm done dancing to the credits um well that was great thanks for tuning in and watching along with us Mm -hmm. hope you if you were just listening to it i hope you (laughs) you We're amused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's Elizabeth Holmes. The mythologizing is a bit much TBH. Yeah. The dropout. They really stuck in on this um, dropping out mythology. And um, well, and it's interesting, like it, that's an interesting title choice, though, and for the for the podcast that covered it and also the the um, Dateline 2020 right. episode special that um, that covered it because it's like a, so many Steve Jobs and Bill Gates are like two very like people mm-hmm. love to um, they do love to talk about like college dropouts are the most successful people kind of thing and um and it it takes on a sort of um nefarious double meaning with elizabeth holmes because it's like dropped out of stanford followed in the footsteps of these other like billionaire entrepreneurs but then also like but couldn't cut it right couldn't hack it (laughs) elizabeth (gasps) Oh, <gasps>
That's a girl. Well, yeah, that's it for the for episode one of the dropout and episode one of Girl Boss Interlude. <laughs> um, we'll be back with more later on. We'll we'll finish up with the finale of the dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, we'll explore some other girl boss scammers like Anna Delby. We come on, it's Hannah. Obviously, it's Anna. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are not sponsored by Hulu and Netflix yet, <laughs> but uh, yeah, inventing Anna is on Netflix. That's what's coming down the pipeline. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks, Mary. Thank you. Bye.